Bubba Wesley, welcome to the Texas Tailgate Podcast. How are you doing? I'm great, my friend. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for hitting me up. You're like, hey, man, I got to get on this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's not enough people that you know, they are active in in reaching out. And uh, the whole time I've been doing this lately, when two people reached out, I'm like, oh, why, why don't people hit me up? I got to hit up. See, and I'm one of those artists that, man, if I could find a way to put myself somewhere in a position, especially like with Smith or, you know, you for this this case, you know, I was, I'm there. I'm man, there. I mean, put it, yourself in the right places. That is, that is how like, you great get shit happen. done. Is, is <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, you never know unless you ask. Just, you, you know, just oh, never know. thousand percent. And, and most people are, like in my case, where... We, we, we we're so busy that somebody reaching out to us makes it all better. But but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to no. talk about your new EP, Bad Bad that Boy. That's right. Um, uh, I, I, I was giving myself a refresher on the way here, listening to it, and 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 boy, howdy, bud! Did, did you listen to a lot of hair metal growing up? I, d- I do love <laughs> everything, dude. From like you know, super country stuff to to the heavy rock stuff man i mean yeah i grew up on all that so and my and it's funny because like we were discussing my grandpa was a tahana musician oh yeah but that didn't that i I listened to a lot of it growing up obviously especially was when i was driving around with him or in the car with him uh but what he kind of put me on when i was younger was a ton of zz top oh yeah so man i you know so you're you're from that area you're gotta be south texas man yeah if anybody the uh, that area isn't into ZZ Top. You got to be yeah, a little Houston, suspicious of them. You know? South Houston coastal <laughs> area. It's very much so. So, so my grandpa loved all kinds of music, man, and he just threw it at me. And yeah, so the rock scene was definitely at heart. So country rock that is just there for me. You know, that was yeah. that's what I listened to. That's what I enjoyed growing up. G- so, give us a little background on the recording. That um uh. Uh, who did you do that with? So I recorded with Stormy Cooper. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so Stormy out of Houston, Stormy Cooper Media. Will Braun is one of the head engineers there. Uh, yeah. Him and I produced it, uh, got together, really put heads together and figured out which way we wanted to go with this. And it's kind of like, you know, I've said in the past, everything I do from my last record, my record before this one, I just wanted to focus on the writing and I want to focus on making a record that I would love to listen to. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people write records for people to listen to. Yeah. And I'm one of the artists that likes to write for what I'm going to listen to. Cause you know, this is, this is my, this is who I am as a writer and who I am as an artist giving this to a lot of people to millions, you know, anybody that can, you know, get on the internet and look for music, they can look at this. So I wanted to show them this is who I am. This is what I am. This is who I am as a brand and as an artist. This is what I got to offer for you. And you can <laughs> like it and, and you don't have to. And that's the great thing that about music is. Yep. This yep. is who I am. This is what I am. This is my brand. And either jump on board with us or there's somebody else that you're going to enjoy <laughs> down the road. And that's fine. That's why we have music, man. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I hope I'm not offending you, but it doesn't elicit a, a hair metal feeling no. to me. You know, uh, um, I don't know if you've uh, seen the, the Peacemaker, the TV show. Throughout that whole TV show, there's a lot of 
uh, not even old hair metal, but like the new stuff that comes out that sounds like that era. And it was giving me a little bit of that vibe. I was like, oh, yeah, this is good shit right here. Um, I really dug the vocals and and how uh, a lot of uh, layers to those vocals. Um, So, yeah, we we use so back. So funny, the guy that did the background vocals, um, harmony vocals and background stuff, was Lyndon Hughes, which okay. is, uh, he played with Roger Craiger, but right now he's on tour with Zane Williams and their new project, Wilder Blues, a drummer for Wilder Blue. Yeah. So uh, I recorded my Cashin' Out album. He was an engineer and producer with that. And so we got together and with Will, and I was like, hey, let's get a little Lyndon. I want him to do the background vocals. And if you listen to him, they are up there, man. <laughs> so uh, shout out to him. He has, he has some crazy vocals. Too, you don't go into a falsetta at all in that, it seems like. You, I don't you, think I have one. <laughs> 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 I mean, as a as a lower range, I was expecting at some point it's like you know he's going to really belt it out. Yeah. But I mean, you you just keep it in that that, that in that pocket. I yeah. dig it. I'm a comfortability guy. <laughs> I, I can do it from here to here, and I'm going to keep it there. And I think for my range is pretty big for for most country guys, you know, because if you listen to a lot, a lot of stuff is just the same little. Little area, and if you really know music, you can tell the differences between the ranges that a lot of guys <laughs> bring to the table. So I think I, I bring a pretty good range, but man, but Lyndon's is on another level. So, and I've I've tried the falsetto thing as far as like practice practicing it in my own time. It's not there for me, not there for me. And I, and it's funny that you even say that because there's a few takes that we did that you'll never hear <laughs> <laughs> that we did a few there. It's just like, hey, let's just try. Throwing this up an octave right at the end. All right, let's try it. Not there. Not there. But, uh, yeah, so I got to work with some great musicians, man, on that record. And, and Will, I'm pretty sure Will will produce everything I do for the rest of my life. We had, Indeed. we connected on a good level. And that's, that's one thing that, um, you know, musicians don't explore to me because I've cut mm-hmm. with, you know, four different producers now. And, out of them all, I've felt more comfortable recording this record than I ever have. And, and I've used Stormy for two records, Stormy Cooper Media for two records. And I've had a blast. It's been my favorite place to record. And the guys that were in there were Lyndon and, you know, Stormy, of course, and got to use Alan Huff Meister, which is the Huff Meister, man. He's, <laughs> he's a legend, um, on keys. And a lot of the sounds that we got were experiments. You know, like, you know, we in Trippy, for instance, um, he's Dylan Dostal is a guitar player. He toured with Sam Riggs. He toured with the drugstore gypsies. Um, and he's kind of doing his own project now. Uh, he's a buddy of mine that we grew up, you know, a few miles away from each other. So contacted him. I was like, Hey, let's finally put something on paper. Cause we've been talking about it. You know, him and I have <laughs> talked about it for a long time. And, um, when the drugstore gypsies split up, he came on the road with me for a while. And so he was touring with me for a little bit and, uh, just the stuff I saw him do live into most of those songs that we hadn't cut and we were practicing while we were on the road. I was just like, okay, you're cutting this record with me. <laughs> so we got to get together, man. And, you know, on trippy and he was doing one part. I was like, man, something's just missing. And Will's like, yeah, I feel the same way. And we went in and we put an amp, ran the microphone and we ran it all the audio audio out through a Leslie. Hmm. And so you get this really in which if you don't know what a Leslie is, it's like yeah. an old rotary speaker. Yeah. So we, it, it, uh, 
Is that where you got that talk back talk box effect? No, the talk box effect actually came from using like a uh um I'm trying to think a megaphone. Oh, okay. So we did that and then Yeah, um, I was I was like is That's there, all Will's magic. Peter Frampton man. On the end of there? <laughs> that is all Will's magic, man. Will Braun, he's he's gosh. He does some really, really cool things and he's more of a rock guy too. So it was really, really we connected on a lot of different levels. Like, you know, I may not be the most technical person, but I know what I hear and what I want. Yeah. And I could explain to him, Hey, I'm looking for this from this record. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. I got you. And you know, we were able to communicate on a, on a musical level, uh, more than a language level. It's, it's a totally different language. Uh, but Dylan, yeah. So we, we connected, you know, and, uh, all these, you know, these amps we were trying to figure out what amp we wanted to use, you know, and, and et cetera, and plugged it into this Leslie. And I'm just like, that's it. That's the tone I'm looking for, for that guitar, for this part. And, you know, so you could hear that kind of really over the top, heavy bottom, you know, mm-hmm. mid range tone through was like, what is that? Oh, he's running the tremolo. No, it's not a tremolo. It's a freaking <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> a, I knew the Leslie's like a seventies Leslie that he yeah. has in the studio. So it's, all, all really. And that's cool. something you just can't get in the box either. Yeah, you know. And I'm a Helix guy live, and it's door, I can never hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I run a Helix, and I've, I ran amps for years, and I run a Helix live just because it's so much more compact and easier for yeah. load in and load out, and and for my guys that are loading and load out, you know, they're not. I'm not yeah, kidding. they'd hate you if you were bringing a Leslie along. Oh yeah, day. no joke, no joke. <laughs> yeah, but but there's I can't. A, man, I I love. There's a, a artist named J. Roddy Waltson uh, out of Baltimore, and he carries a old school vaudeville piano with him. Oh my at, god, everywhere, and and you're just like, God, whoever his roadie is, yeah, hates, hates him. him. <laughs> yeah, no joke, no joke. Yeah, my guys were like, dude, do you really need two amps? It's like, yes, I got to use two amps on stage. <laughs> Knocking on my door says I shouldn't live this life anymore. Falling in the same trap, daddy was a boozer. Mama fell in love with the loser. Brother on pills, sister on myth. I'm out here trying to do my best. Lord, if you hear me, show me a way. Devil about to get my soul today. Feels like I'm walking a thin line Stressing me right out of my mind Sing my song, surrender, you wanna listen Words got me locked up in my own prison Dope to get me up, weak to bring me down Always keep the wrong friends around Lord, if you hear me, show me a way Devil bound to get my soul today Lord, are you out there? Can you hear it? Lord, if you hear me, show me a way. Devil bound to get my soul today. 
Passover day I'll get time to get my soul today yeah, my soul today oh my soul today Tell me a little bit about the songwriting. There's quite a bit of um, political tones, a lot of um, uh, just straight up uh, talking nasty. <laughs> a little <laughs> talking bit. Nasty. <laughs> a bad bad boy is bad, bad quiet boy. and 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 uh, can't get you off. Uh, can't my get mind. you off my mind. Gosh. And then uh, trippy and um, uh, the last one has fallen star. Yeah, it's fallen star is quite. Fallen Star's got a kind of political, but it's not. It's yeah. a, it's a drug use and yeah. and, uh, and the Fallen Star's just about growing up in that lifestyle, man. And I'll yeah. start with Fallen Star because that's my favorite on the record. Um, man, and this it, it song is quite different than the rest of it. Is uh, uh, it's more of a country wise. tone. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt it, that one out of all of them felt more in 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 very specifically Texas country, and I think Correct. and, and yeah. Um, not not so much Nashville. It's it's like something you'd hear um, uh, some of the old Texas, uh, or at least to us old, <laughs> like that early two thousands stuff, like Pat and Corey yeah. would have done back in the day. Uh, a little bit more progressive than that, but but yeah. I feel. Tell tell me about that that song. Where does that come from? Man, Fallen Star came from being around years of abuse you know yeah. just not only emotional but seeing family members you know that have used yeah, everything you know i'm i myself have been sober now going on three years you know so Congrats, it's bud. thank you and it's just fallen star at the end of the day is me placing all my judgments in a bottle mm. and reminding myself hey no matter how far down you think you've gotten how deep you are or how just you know bad that a person can get we're all kind of like stars man we're gonna get high we're gonna burn bright and we're gonna burn out yeah and we're gonna come right back down one day and so that was a song that i wrote with that in in mind just thinking like and this person that i specifically wrote about you know when i was writing the song or thinking about you know was um person that I don't really communicate a lot with. It's a family member. And you know, that that's what they've gone through in their life. And that's what this person has been doing, you know, her whole life. And, and just kind of stuck like a sore thumb. And it sucks to see that. Cause it's a family member that, you know, I care about and, and I yeah. love at the end of the day, but it's just, it's, 
no matter how much I try to do and help that person out, they're going to make, you know, only God can judge them at the end of the day. And yeah, so I did put that, kept that in mind. It's like, man, these are all the mistakes that she's made over her life and mm-hmm. it's continuing to make. And, you know, it just, I, there's nothing that I can do to help them out. Now, has she heard the album and reacted to it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't communicate with it. So, oh man. so it's a, uh, it's one of those things, man, that just, it's kind of better left alone, you know? So yeah. I just, if she listens to it, she does. And if not, well, you know, it, it is what it is and that's fine. And I'm okay with it. And, and made my peace with that like many years ago. Um, but you know, when I'm writing, I, it's, I'm one of those writers that I don't like writing from out. I'm very much a third person point of view. And, and for instance, if you listen to the song, I'm, I'm an outside in writing okay. about it, but, um, it's, I like to put my own pain and my feelings and my thoughts into it, you know, like, like any other true writer would. Um, but I'm also one of those people that write about real life and that was real life growing up. You know, that was everything on this whole album at some point in my life has been something I fix. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about now to say that has been something that I personally have gone through or, and, and, and with any form of writing, it's like, I just, I'm not one of those guys that can write a song and be like, I didn't live that. I didn't experience that. And, but here's what I think about it. That's just not me. And I'm sure there's, a, and there's a lot of great songs that come out that way, but that's just not me as a writer. I'm one of those writers that, man, I have to, I have to feel it. I have to, I really do. I have to, it's like, like I, I had this explained to me one day and it made total sense in the weirdest way. Somebody goes, I love going to the casino, but I hate slots. Why do you hate slots? Mm-hmm. Because I cannot predict my outcome and there's just touching a button. There's something about feeling on the cards as yeah. a gambler that makes you feel like you have a chance. <laughs> And I was like, holy crap, that's how I feel about writing. It's like, I could write all those other songs that, you know, people want to hear on radio every day, but there's just something about writing a song that means more to me as a writer because I experience, I live through that experience. Then saying, here's another, you know, your ass out on jeans and drinking a cold beer on a Friday night song. And we've been there, whatever. But so that fallen star man is one that, that really, like I said, I, I bottled up a lot of emotion to put it on paper for that one. And that's my favorite song on the record. Girl, that diamond on your hand sure shines bright tonight under all those neon lights You keep hinting he's out west in that Texas town I'm Digging on the black gold in the ground Well maybe it's a whiskey Maybe it's a wine Girl, I give in to you every single time. You're like a needle to the vein, driving me insane. You're like a light after midnight, straight to my brain. You're like a calm and stormy weather, but the sun don't make it all better. We get high 
We burn bright We come down Like a falling star Oh, like a falling star Girl, I bet it's getting real lonely Waking up every Sunday morning Not knowing who what you did the night before Well, a sinner's gonna sing And a player's gonna play Girl, I give in to you Every single day You're like a needle to the vein Driving me insane You're like a light after midnight Straight to my brain You're like a calm and stormy weather But the sun don't make it all better Cause we get high We burn bright We come down Like a falling star Oh, like a falling star Well, you lay in my bed Like a woman Um, so Bad Bad Boy, the title track of the album. That yeah. might be one of my favorites on the album just because Hear Me is my favorite, my second favorite. But Bad Bad Boy was one that I wrote just because I was one of those things like writing. You're like, oh, I'm going to write a country, like dirty country song. And, he, and that's how I do. That's how Bad Bad Boy started yeah. with me going, I'm going to write a really dirty country song. <laughs> Listening to Nickelback all day. You know, it's like I'm going to put something on paper. And... Bad Bad Boy started just flowing to me. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to be country at all by any means, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you make something like 
heartfelt and dirty in country music when <laughs> you know you're not like Cody Johnson did great with um Oh my god, that Venice Paris song is like nothing on you. Phenomenal yeah. tune, man. Phenomenal tune. And I was like, okay, I want to write something dirty like that. Like without saying, hey, <laughs> you know, like just dropping it on you. And of course it didn't, no. didn't ever even go that way. But, uh, like I said, I'm just not that type of writer either. So it's just like, <laughs> it just came to me. I got to put it down. And so bad, bad boy is just one of those like really like, dude, if, if you were one of those people that like keeping music on while you're, for lack of a better word, having intercourse, <laughs> this is what you need to pump out, bros, and keep keep you vibing through it. So, bad boy, it's just a dirty song. It's just it's it's a song that means you know, hey girl, let's let's give it another round. You know, there's not there's no way going around it. That's just to the point and letting you know. Let's let's get to that point. <laughs> so, and then we'll go through the next one, which is uh, can't get you off my mind. Yeah. So yeah. this song has a funny story like, behind it. I don't even say that's two sides of a coin. I think that's the, the same, same side, side of a coin. They're just living on different streets. Yeah. It's the same side of the tracks. It's different yeah, streets, you, man. You, you played know. this at the, the lake house. When I we did. Yeah. And, uh, um, being in that family friendly environment, I felt quite uneasy. I asked on. before I played it. You were like, yeah, <laughs> do it. And then afterward, you're like, oh shit. Did you just fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get you off my mind. Um, the is the reason we had to title it that way, even though if you listen to the song, that is not the lick line, <laughs> literally the lick line of this song by any means. Uh, no pun intended, but the, uh, it's, I can't get you off my mind if you're still sitting on my face <laughs> and believe it or not, my 69 year old lawyer was the one that was like, hey, you need to write this song and gave me that line. And I said, are you serious? I love so it. So I think it would be great. And I'm like, yeah, that's phenomenal. You know? And so, <laughs> so there I go writing, yeah. writing the rest get, of the song. Guessing, as a lawyer, you gave him a writing credit. I did. Credit. He's, he's, he's a writing credit on there. He sure is. Yeah. If you go on there and you see the writing credit, that is my lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that, that that'll get you all blushing. You know, oh, that one will. Reach for the pearls, you know. Yeah, my favorite part is uh, I don't know if I can really say this, but it's not provocative, but it's <laughs> kind of testy in today's water. But I sang that song in Round Rock one night. Yeah, and this lady said, "Sir, that's offensive to some people that are here." Just looked at her, and I was just like, "Can I be honest with you?" And she said, "Yeah, absolutely." I said, well, "Ma'am." By the looks of things, you and I like to eat out at the same restaurant. I've never been offended by somebody that likes to eat at the same place that I do. I'll let y'all take that one for what it is. <laughs> but, you know, hey, dudes, I'm one of those people too. It's like, I'm just straight. Like, it, this, here it is. You know, we can be friends and you can try to fight me after, but here's what I got to say. I think that's why I don't have high blood pressure. <laughs> I yeah. think that's my grandma always said, it's like, man, you know why I don't have high blood pressure? It's because I let it all out. I don't hold go. anything back. And I'm like, yeah. that's true. And that's what I do with my writing, obviously. So um, Hear Me, though, is one of my favorite ones on the record, too, just because and it's somebody's like, man, how do you get that tone? And, and I tune my guitar completely different. I mean, I use... Regular tuning to, you know, um, for most stuff, I'd use dadgad tuning. I use open G. 
open E tuning for different slide work that you can hear. There's a lot of slide work on the guitars. Um, so this is all technical for the musicians out there that are listening, you know, but on that tune specifically, specifically I'm in drop C sharp Oh, and you might have listened to it and go, wow, he listened to a lot of metal growing up. I listened to a lot of metal growing up too. Yeah. Uh, so it's in drop C sharp and it just gives you this, what I kind of been dubbed at it from several people like, dude, there's such a swampy tone. Mm. And we kind of took that little when a lot of musicians down South in Houston areas, like, dude, your tone is so swampy, swampy. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's swamp rock. You know, so that's where we cut this whole little swamp rock little vibe thing that I kind of people are like, what kind of music do you play? Swamp rock. Yeah. It's like, okay. What's that? It's like, it's like country blues rock all mixed in together. Cause there's not another way to explain it with the splash of, you know, Texas country in there. Yeah. And hear me though, man, the lyrically that one does talk about openly again about drug use from family members of mine and. It is what it is. We can't hide, you know, mm-hmm. from what we used to be or what, what is going on. And my favorite line is there's in that line. And that song is words got me locked up in my own prison. I sing my songs for anybody who listens. And that's just kind of the truth about who I am. And, you know, and then the chorus is father, son, Holy spirit, Lord, are you out there? Can you hear it? I was in one of those moments, man, that questioned my faith and questioned, you know, everything I believed in at one point, only because I saw, and then I, once again, I, I'm an open person. So I'll just throw it out there. It's like, you know, my sperm donor of a father, he was a preacher, man. And, and on my last record before this, I had one called daddy put the Bible down that I held on to for years and I didn't release. And I was just felt strong enough as a person to finally go, dude, you can't change your past regardless of what you want to do. It is what it is. And I released that song. So when I wrote this one. It was kind of with that same intent in mind. And so it's like, yeah, um, the opening lick line is like, I, preacher man, here you knocking on the door. And it's just like being told what I should and shouldn't do for so many years. The person I should and shouldn't be for so many years. And then, you know, you just sometimes as humans, we just think about all that grief and that mm-hmm. stuff that we've been through. Even though the song's very upbeat, the meaning behind it, it's just totally like, Hey, dude, I'm in a dark place right now. How do I get out of here? And for me, that was writing. And I wrote that song angry. I wrote that song so mad, dude. I remember I was just coming home from a show that just wasn't to where we wanted it to be. And I'm in the back of the van, you know, truck driving home. And I'm just pissed off putting lyrics on my phone. And, you know, I was in a very, very angry place when I wrote that song. But the next day when I woke up and I'm reading through it, it's just like, oh, angry. But a lot of this is very true. <laughs> And so, you know, that, that line, that hook line and sinker for me and that whole thing is Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, are you out there? Can you hear it? Lord, show me a way because the devil's about to get my soul today, mm. you know? And even, even through sobriety, I've always keep that line in the back of my head. Just like, you know, you get to a point sometimes, and especially in this industry where I'm traveling around and, and I'm in bars and in venues where first thing somebody else is like, Hey, man, we need to have a shot together. Hey, man, let's do a bump together. Hey, man, let's do this together. And you're just like, Dude, I'm sober. Yeah. I'm I'm sober. And sometimes you gotta be very stern about it, like get out of my face, dude. The first year I pretty pretty much almost went to jail about twenty times. <laughs> you know, but, me. but it, now it, it's it a lot a easier. Problem and just 
maybe not all drug use, but definitely alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. It is so bad. Uh, and that was my worst. You know, everybody's like, oh my God, he is a drug user. No, no. Yeah. Marijuana is not a drug, people. That's how I view it. <laughs> but alcohol is totally a drug. It can, it can become so uh, overtake your life yeah. because you got to have it. You wake up and you got to have it. And yeah. um, I'm lucky I've never had. Um, struggled too much with it you know i've gone on benders but um um there's a lot of clients i work with that their whole their whole careers were ruined because they couldn't function without it i was on that same path man yeah it's covid was the worst covid was a massive two-year bender (laughs) dude there's not even another way to go around it all i did was fish and drink yeah, that's it. I live yeah. by Lake Somerville, so it was like, dude, I'm at the lake, and I couldn't get on a boat without a six. But I didn't know that a boat could run <laughs> without alcohol, man. I swear to God, you know, I didn't know I could be yeah. on water without alcohol. And COVID was, was bad, especially start buying margaritas by the gallon. It's, it's like, oh yeah, let's get some Mexican food. Nah, God, nah, we're, just, we're just drinking margaritas. <laughs> My wife bartended at Chili's, and when they shut down, they gave them all the alcohol, so she brought that Ooh. home with her. Dude, gallons. I don't drink tequila because I'm not a fun person. <laughs> I never drank tequila because I know I wasn't a fun person. College let me find that out very fast. So I feel bad for a lot of dudes I left lying on the sidewalk in Lubbock. <laughs> but I just, man, it was, she brought home these gallon mix. I'm just like, oh my God, we have three, four gallons of pre-made margaritas <laughs> that you serve go. at Chili's. All right, let's just figure out how drunk I can get on it. Drink it. Dude, I drank a whole gallon of one of those one night. Oof. And I... Dude, it was so bad. I'm not going there. there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was just a bad place. Buy chips and salsa and then a gallon of tequila. They they just send it in a a gallon and then there's a bottle of tequila. And you're like, all right, cool. Dude, it was (laughs) crazy, man. It was a crazy time. Yeah. So everything was just, you know, too accessible. I had to get through that. And I thank God I did. You know, not only for me, myself, my wife, my kid, you know, that was. That was a bad place, bad place. And, uh, I was able to find my way out of it. And I keep that in the back of my head, especially that line, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just sometimes you're just like, Lord, are you out there? And I'm just thinking, dude, I know, I know you're listening. I'm just, I'm being a human right now. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm being, being hard on myself. And, and sometimes, you know, you gotta be. Yeah. You gotta be. Sometimes, but I'm yeah. just one of those people that, man, I'm my own worst critic. I'm my own worst enemy. I'm my best friend all at the same time, bro. You know, it's like, and, and, and being an artist, you know, you got to remind yourself of that too, mm-hmm. because you're not writing for yourself. You're writing for other people. And like I said, this album, I didn't write for anybody else. I wrote for me and, and I've made this whole album for me. And if people wanted to listen, they can. And this is one of the songs that I battled myself to put on this record is hear me. And then I listened to the tones and the guitars and everything. And it's like, this song is fire. Okay. Yes. It's going on the record. But, but lyrically, man, I, it was one that I, I wrote this song probably God before COVID. And I, I've been sitting on it for years mm-hmm. and we went in and I said, Hey, we're going to try to do this one. And it's funny because we were going through like the cashing out record. Cause I'd cut a version of this for the cashing out record, uh, which came out in 2017. And, we listened to it. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to do anything like that. Let me try something different. And I guitars tuned differently, different vibe, different tone, sang it differently. And we're just like, it's not slow. It's fast. It's upbeat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is sounds way better. It's like, I was angry when I wrote it. I wanted to make sure that I 
brought that vibe to the table. <laughs> so we did, man, and, and it was great. So that's my second favorite album. Sorry, song on this new album. Um, and then, you know, uh, the other one's just like we did Trippy. Trippy, my wife and I wrote together. Ah. My wife and I wrote together after I was pissed off at the news one night. So I, I'm not a news guy. I hate watching the news. <laughs> and like, dude, last night me and my wife were watching football and the game's over. News comes on. It's like, change this thing right now. Change this crap. It's like, I can't stand watching the news. Just because so much bad news, bro. It's like yeah. so much. And so I'm sitting at the table mad writing. My wife's asleep. She's about to go to a shift in the next morning. She walks in there. She's like, you're writing that all wrong. It's like, what do you mean? She's like, you're too angry right now. She's like, you need to write, be nicer. She's like, remember, you're not writing this song for left or right, which this is the political one. She's like, you're not writing this song for left or right. You're writing this song for you, remember? remember that's what you said you were going to write this album for. Is mm-hmm. You're writing this album for you. She's like, and as soon as you lean one way or you lean the other, people are going to judge you. She's like, you need to write a song that's in the middle. I'm like, God, you're such a voice <laughs> of reason. Like, what an angel, you know? <laughs> Sit down and write it with me. She's like, all right. So we had written one previous song together. And she sat down, we wrote the song, and I was just like, not only as a songwriter, but as her husband, <laughs> like, dude's like, this is my wife. The, yes, <laughs> this is my wife. She's a genius, man. She's smart. You're beautiful, and you got brains, too. Dude, I got the whole package. And she sat there, dude, and she, everything. And she's she's one of those, two that will critique me openly, very much. And I love oh, that about her. That's what for. And, and. <laughs> When we got done, she was like, yeah, that sounds good. And got up and went right to bed. And I'm in there just like, I need to do music to it right now. Like, I got to write, finish this right now. He just like, she sat there for me like 30 minutes and we wrote this whole song. And, you know, one of my favorite lines is something that I openly feel strongly about is, is gun regulation and gun laws in, in America. And, you know, the last verse of, of this song goes, uh, martial law, hear you knocking. I dare you to try to take my guns, you know? And when I wrote that, she was just like, Ugh, you know, this is ruffling feathers. And I was like, yeah, I said, but I think there needs to be a point where you do. She's like, well, be nice about it. <laughs> That's, dude, it's, it's things like that. They make me go. Yeah, you're right. And so openly, I'm just like, I think, this is what needs to be said right now. And that's the way we wrote it. We wrote it with them with that intent in mind that we don't want people judging whether we're left or right, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are Republicans that love their guns. And I'm sure there's a lot of Democrats that love their guns. And, and we, how do we bridge that in between being very kind about it? You know, our constitution says we have the right to bear arms. That's what our constitution says. We have the right to bear arms. We should be able to have guns with and reason and with proper laws and that's just what i believe in and that's the way i wrote it and and the way she really is like don't be angry write it nice write it with majority of people in mind boom that's the way we wrote it and and trippy came out and knew that trippy has been blowing up off the record and i've gotten positive things from both sides and i've gotten negative things from both sides of the fence of friends of mine that have been like hey dude why did you say it that way (laughs) Why did you say it like that? You know, it's like, and it's like, just to be open, like the first verse says people think they woke because they flow with the trends. They put their politicians first, you know, and s- instead of God, you know, it's like, that's the way I believe, you know, one, but I also think that there's a mass amount of Americans that believe the same way. The term woke is being used so openly and so just, 
And you're just thinking, is this what? Quite incorrectly. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And now you just think, how how do we as human beings and people like me who are in the middle, you know, I, I'm, I refuse to let one political party drag me one way than the other. And, and a person, just to be honest, is somebody who's voted across the board. I'm, I'm a split ticket voter every time. I'm not a going there and I'm voting this way for one ticket because that's what I believe in. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a person that looks at the greater good for my community, you know, and who I am and, and my, the people around me. So I vote with my kid in mind. He's seven right now, but one day he's going to be 27. Mm-hmm. And what is life going to be like 20 years now from now? Oof. You know, and that's this hard thing that people don't look at. And yeah. that's what Trippy is about, man. Trippy is about saying, hey, think about your actions. Think about what you're doing now for the future, you know? So, and it's trippy because of the actions that we lived, people before us have lived. You know, people that were able to vote 20 years ago. I wasn't able to vote 20 years ago. But, you know, people that were, now we're dealing with the consequences. That's when I started voting 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, well, it's your fault then, bud. No, I'm joking. But, yeah, so it's just, you know, I kept that in mind when, when writing this. And, and there's a lot of people that feel the same angst towards our government right now. And, and man, hopefully this, like I said, it wasn't written for left or right. It was written for the majority of Americans. And Americans that have pride, you know, still because that's still still one of those touchy subjects you yeah, know, to talk man. about today. So trippy, like I said, that one is was written with a certain intent, and I believe that we were able to bridge some kind of bridge between both both sides of political views today, and and uh, got to write it with my wife, my wife, which is freaking <laughs> cool. Not and he a played a guitar through there. a Leslie on it. So that's yes, and he had a guitar yeah. was played through a Marshall amp, like a 1980s <laughs> British Marshall, you know, through a Leslie. So that was cool. Um, um, then, you know, Hear Me Can Get You Off My Mind. We talked. I think that's the whole record. Yeah, we got yeah. through them all. Yeah, the EP, man. This was one that we really, uh, I was excited to put out because, like I said, I wrote it for me. She snorts her coke with dollar bills Said she likes the way the power of a dollar feels She puts her daddy's money up her nose Blames her life on the rodeo She was a bell racer way back when But she couldn't find a horse to chase the wind She gave it up and took a chance on love But her cocaine cowboy would never be enough Soon all his habits became hers And the love tested every single nerve That all came to a halt one night in Fort Worth When that cowboy's head didn't come up out the dirt 
She snorts her coke with dollar bills Said she likes the way the power of a dollar feels She puts her daddy's money up her nose Blames her life on the rodeo She tried to take her life once or twice But she soon found out her life was worth a fight Eight months later she gave birth to a blue-eyed baby girl Now that baby girl is that cowgirl's whole world She lives in a trailer off her daddy's land Said she finally found her a good man There's still a pain down deep in her smile Even though that girl's been sober for a while She don't snort no coke with dollar bills She don't like the way the power of a dollar feels She don't put her daddy's money up her That girl don't miss the damn rodeo She don't put her daddy's money up her nose That girl don't miss the goddamn rodeo Um, yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, dude, thanks in. for having me, man. I really yeah, appreciate it. I had a great time. You're, you're, I, 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 since I distribute music, I will be keeping up with you no matter what. But you'll <laughs> definitely have to keep up. And, and once you get those cover songs. Yeah. Oh, no, I told you next know. time in Fort Worth. Yeah. I'm taking you to dinner. We, we we're going to talk some gonna, biz. Uh, we're going to have some very moderate fun. We're not going to get too crazy. <laughs> oh, that, that's good with me, man. That's good with me, bud. <laughs> All Thank right, you so bud. much for having me, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, bud. Thank you, bud.